it's not easy to show up every single day and be consistent and put in the time. So I think if you're struggling with motivation, like set multiple alarms. And I think like sign up for a class that's going to be like, okay, you got to get your ass here at this time. You got to get out of bed and then wake up and look forward to something. Hello, welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Carly and Mia. Hi guys, welcome back. We have another fun episode with a really fun guest today. Yeah, another Chicago girl. Yeah, so we have Mary-Kate Schmidt on today. She is the founder of Froyota Fitness, which she recently rebranded to Movement by MK. And she has a lot of fun, exciting news to share in the podcast today, but it was really cool to connect with her and chat with her over our Zoom interview. Yeah, I think this was a perfect time for us to have Mary Kay on because of all the changes she has going on. And we connected with her, I guess, like, I don't know, over the past year. And I found her just when I was looking for wellness bloggers when I moved to Chicago. And I've followed along with her. And then I eventually tried a couple of her workouts in quarantine. But now that she is, like you said, doing this rebranding to be more movement focused. And she talks a little bit about eventually wanting to take this full time because she does have have a full-time job right now. So she has a lot of exciting things going on and it was cool to talk to her in the midst of all of that. Yeah. And I worked with her to make her Instagram stickers for Froyota Fitness. And now we have to make new ones for Movement by MK, but she has such a engaged community. They're always sharing their sweaty selfies. And I think those Zoom workouts that she does are just such a great way for people to stay active during quarantine and have a sense of community. So really love what she's doing and excited to see how she evolves the brand of Movement by MK. Yeah, it's really cool. I feel like how people have really turned working out remotely into like a community thing, because I think that is the Mm -hmm. biggest thing that I miss about going into a studio is the community aspect of it. But these online workouts have like, in my opinion, more of a cult following than any of the in-person or most of the in-person classes did. I think SoulCycle, I feel like had like a really big cult culty feel Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll go there but this I feel like people like show up and they're like in their Mary Kate squad and like all the I do housework a lot and it's like the Sid squad and all the people are just like still all about their at-home workouts yeah and we talk about this on the episode but working out for so many people I mean I'm sure it's difficult for a lot of people but for like me I wasn't the type to go to a class like you went to bar three almost every day when you had a membership but I had never had one specific class that I would go to daily. So it's cool to have that opportunity when you're home. I feel like it was literally because of the commute and the time and it was expensive. Digital offerings are so much more affordable and yeah, everyone can just either do a ton of variety or pick a workout that they love and like have that community feel. So Mary Kate definitely has her very loyal fans. Yeah, she definitely does. I had been thinking that when studios started to open back up that they would have to kind of get with the times and make it a little bit more affordable because of how affordable at-home workouts are. But I think it's kind of been the opposite. Some studios, I feel like, are even more expensive now. I mean, I get it because I feel like they've been doing all this right now and probably losing so much money and they have to get it back. But I think a lot of people are finding that they'd rather work out from home. Yeah. 
but we got to see each other today, which was so much fun. I'm back in the city and going to be here for at least a few months, which is amazing. And Mia and I got lunch at Bluestone Lane and walked around the West Village. We got the perfect weather this weekend in the city. So it was like the perfect time for me to move back here. I feel like taking full advantage of outdoor dining while it's still warm out Mm -hmm. and you can still do that because I'm a little bit nervous for the winter. But I think that the city feels different, but it feels good to be back. Yeah, we were walking down a street. We'd walked down like hundreds of times in our lives and it felt like a completely different place to me. I just, I live in Brooklyn now, so I haven't been in the city that much over the pandemic, but it was with all the outdoor dining, it felt like I was just in a completely different city, but not a bad different feel, just like such a different vibe. But it was so fun to go and yes, such nice weather, but I'm ready for real winter weather. Like I just want it to snow. I'm in like a full on Christmas season spirit. I know. I feel like I'm so ready to, but I don't have my Christmas tree yet. So that's going to be the final thing that really puts me in the spirit when I get it next weekend. Yes. Carly's going to bring me a wreath and a poinsettia from her farm. So can't wait. I can't wait for all the holiday cheer. Yeah. But I guess we could talk about some new things that we are trying. Sometimes it's products, sometimes it's snacks. Today, it's a little bit different for both of us. So for me, I didn't even expect to talk about this, but I just finished eating dinner and I live in Brooklyn now. So Dan and I have been cooking a lot, but also ordering from new places in Brooklyn. And we discovered this Chinese place. And like, maybe if you live in Brooklyn and you already know it, but it's called Michael and Ping's and it's modern Chinese food. And the first time we got it, I was amazed at how delicious and fresh and flavorful everything was, but I didn't like look into it much. We ordered it again tonight and like a wonton soup had me like floored at how flavorful my bite was. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) and the food is just so fresh. Like the meat is honestly like cooked to perfection. It's it's just all delicious. And I looked it up today finally, and it is just a neighborhood Chinese place. And their like whole little spiel is they want to serve the neighborhood with some tasty Chinese food that doesn't leave you feeling guilty. So there's no MSG ever in their food and all of the ingredients are fresh and made daily. Like they make the dumplings every day. So everything's just really amazing. So I love supporting small businesses right now. So happy to chat about Michael and Ping's on the podcast. But if you live in Brooklyn, I would definitely check it out. Maybe I'm late to the game here, but it's a really good spot for Chinese food. So my day today has been like, besides seeing Carly in the city, I was so sleepy. So napped a lot and ate Chinese food. So it's all about balance here. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Next time I come over, we have to order from there because I haven't had Chinese food in forever. And I love that they don't have MSG. Yeah. And a lot of Chinese places, all of the dishes like end up having the same flavor, not Michael and Pink's. <laughs> <laughs> Mia's working for Michael and Pink's now. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> that sounds amazing though. And that's the perfect Sunday. You got out and enjoyed the weather and you walked around a lot, I feel like, and then just hung out at home and got Chinese. Yeah. So for me, you? I feel like I have a bunch of like kind of new things this week just because I am really getting settled into the apartment and got some new stuff that I really had been wanting to get for like my living space and everything. But the most exciting thing I'm doing is that I'm back on Hinge online dating. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so if you have listened at all to any of our relationship focused episodes, you might know that I've gone on and off hinge a few times. That's really the only dating app that I've used. And 
I typically just go on it for like a few weeks. In Chicago, I was on it probably for a steady few months and went out with a lot of different people. But in the city, I'm honestly, I'm not even sure if I've ever gone on a hinge date. I, maybe really? a couple. Yeah, I went on a few way back in the day. I went on match.com for like three weeks and went on a few dates from that. But from hinge, I think, yeah, maybe a couple, but I've gone on and off a bunch. And I decided now that I'm back in the city and I feel like it's not really obviously ideal time to meet somebody right now in person because it's not like you're really going out and about too much. And when you are, you have your mask and you're kind of just trying to stay away from people. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it would be a good time to start chatting with some people on hinge and see what this pandemic dating world is like. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, I feel like we had Talia on the episode who is a matchmaker, but we were talking so much about just the themes and trends of dating during the pandemic. So a lot of people seem to be looking for real love because of the pandemic, because you have to be a little bit more particular and you're not going out with a million people. And I don't know, I have a good feeling about you on Hinge this time. I have a good feeling about meeting someone, but I don't know that it will be unhinged. But I fully believe that like doing something like going on a dating app just puts out the vibe that you want to meet somebody. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I feel like when we talked to Talia and then ever since then, I've seen so many different articles about this year's cuffing season. Oh, <laughs> yes. So many people are really like, obviously, this is the time of year when everyone wants to get a boyfriend or girlfriend because it's cold outside and you don't want to go out and do anything. You just want to hang out at home, Netflix and chill. And <laughs> but so- I'm cold. COVID to that. Yeah, add COVID to that. And now everyone's like, oh my God, are we going to have a wave two? And it's going to be freezing. And you're not going to want to go outside. There's no outdoor dining. So the clock is ticking. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you need to get those early dates. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what I've been up to just settling in, uh, hanging out on Hinge and seeing Mia for the first time in a few weeks, which is great. I think that it's been really nice to have a few days off from work, but excited to get back into the swing of things and just excited to be back here and hopefully be able to record in person a little bit as we always say but really is the case now we have so many guests that we're really excited for we I think we've mentioned before in the beginning of the podcast we made a list of the guests that we wanted to have and it's been really cool to see so many people start to say yes and we have a couple that we're particularly really excited about so I can't wait for the next few weeks yeah I really really hope we have the opportunity to record in person when those recording times come around because these are like dream guests of mine. And I'm so excited to have the opportunity to record, but it would just take it to a completely different level if we can actually meet up in person and record. So yeah, we're just so happy to have everyone following along here and we'll have a lot of great guests coming your way. Yeah. And we talked to Mary Kay, actually, this is a little bit relevant for this episode. We talked to her a little bit about how she's met people through her Instagram account and through social media and met really good friends. And it's kind of funny because I feel like even though we have been recording remotely, it's been a really cool way to meet people and kind of grow our community in terms of listeners, but also with the people who have come out on the podcast. But we hope you love this episode with Mary Kate. Yes, we know you will. She is so funny. You'll definitely be laughing and check out her workouts and we'll see you again next week with another great guest. Hi, welcome back. Today we're here with Mary-Kate Schmidt, the creator of Froyota Fitness and now Movement by MK. So welcome, Mary-Kate. We are so excited to have you. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Yes, we can't wait to chat with you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do now? 
Yeah. So I'm Mary Kate Schmidt and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I'm from like suburbs. So about 15 minutes outside the city. Grew up here, but I've lived in a lot of different places over my lifetime. Right now, I currently live with my boyfriend in Wicker Park. And I focus on, as you can tell from my name, movement. So right now, my brand is all about movement as medicine, moving your body in a way that feels good through virtual fitness and focusing on macro challenges and different things to incorporate the community as well. That's so cool. When did you start Froyo to Fitness? Yeah. So it started as Froyo to Fitness when I was 23 and I'm 30 now, which is like crazy to think about. Yeah. So actually my fitness journey started when I was like 14 years old. I really struggled with my weight. I was always like a heavier set girl, but I was super athletic and I just love food. I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) I was always like picked on at a young age and going into high school, I actually lost like 45 pounds in like a healthy way. I was just exercising a lot. I completely like overhauled my diet, but over the years, I really struggled with like yo-yo dieting and just on and off lifestyle, being really intense about exercise to like no exercise to like no carbs to cardio is everything, everything that we've all kind of struggled with. So I dealt with that for a couple of years, but I moved out to Scottsdale when I was 23. And I feel like that's when my journey like really evolved and changed. And that's when I had the courage to start my Instagram, which was then Froyo to Fitness. It was all about living a healthy, realistic lifestyle because I struggled so much with thinking that you couldn't eat certain foods and you kind of had to be like all in or all out. So the whole message around that was just living in a balanced way. Yeah. So, well, first of all, how did you come up with that name? I was just like texting my girlfriends and they were like, well, you love frozen yogurt. You're obsessed with it and you love fitness. So we were like, throw you out of fitness. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it. Perfect. So was it just an Instagram account where you would post pictures of like food and fitness and everything? Or was there also a blog? Oh yeah, girl. It was, well, there was no blog. So I did everything backwards, but I started with like your social suicide pics in the mirror. <laughs> and how it started was I did Kayla Atsina's BBG program. So you guys have probably heard of her. But one of the girls I was working with at work sent me her guide and was like, you need to try this. Long story short, when I moved to Scottsdale, I didn't have any friends. So I just started going to the gym and doing BBG. And then I just saw like amazing results from that. And then the Instagram didn't even start until like a year after that. I finally had the courage to post my transformation picture. And then from there, it kind of just evolved and just started growing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that story is so relatable for so many young women, like especially around college age when you're balancing going out and you haven't really found your routine or what makes your body feel good. I feel like I definitely struggled with that. So I know you were doing the BBG workouts, but what other changes were you making that you found you just really enjoyed and helped you change that whole mindset? Yeah, I think overall, like I said, at a young age, I was always an athlete. Like I always liked working out, but I never worked out in a way to make my body feel good. It was always coming from a negative place and like a negative like punishment. Like, oh, I ate this. I need to go run on the treadmill. Or I feel disgusting today. I need to like go run this off. It was like always a negative place. And so when I moved to Scottsdale, I finally was like, okay, I've had enough of this. I'm shifting my mindset. I'm working out because it makes me feel good. And then on top of that, I decided to start eating healthy, but like without tracking anything or out like thinking of anything good or bad or anything like that. Like nothing was off limits. It was more of just eating in a way that made me feel good. 
before I knew it, I just started naturally craving like healthier foods. And I just realized my mood was completely affected by what I ate. I don't know if you guys can relate to that at all, but then I just started eating better. And with eating better and more exercise, the weight just started to fall off. And I then again, lost 40-ish pounds, which I've kept off for almost seven years now. That's amazing. So at that time, you were living in Scottsdale. And did you move there for a job? Yeah. So I was working in Chicago and I was just like dialing for dollars, working at like a super young company where everybody hung out all the time. We drank all the time together. I was on Pinterest all day long, just being like, what the F am I doing with my life? But (laughs) I'm paying for my apartment and I was just very, very unhappy with myself. So I wanted to get into medical devices. My brother and sister are in med device. I look up to them a lot. And I applied online. I got denied like three times before getting the job. So long story short, I finally got the job in my device at Stryker, which is a very well-known company. And they were like, well, MK, there's a little catch here. Like you (laughs) moved to either Phoenix, San Francisco, or I think it was DC. And I grew up going to Scottsdale. So I was like, well, hell yeah, I want to go to Scottsdale. Wow. Did you move alone? Yeah, I literally just packed my bags. I had like a super long-term relationship that I was in. And I was like, see you later, buddy. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, we kept dating, but I just picked up my bags and left and started a new life. Wow, that's amazing. Good for you. I feel like a lot of people would really be nervous to do that. I mean, I'm sure you were nervous, but it seems like it really was good for you to get out there, even be by yourself and really put yourself first. Yeah. I'm sure you guys can get it. Like when you're young in your early 20s, you're kind of just like going out all the time. And like, it seems like you're doing the same thing every weekend. And I just like, that's how I was doing. I was spending my time in the wrong places, doing things that just weren't making me feel good. And then when I moved out there, I just started being more productive with my time. Yeah. I feel like you're so lucky you had this experience at the age that you did because so many people are still dealing with this. Like, I wish I had this amazing transformation of my life and followed my dreams at 23. Well, you are following your dreams right now and you're (laughs) meant to be, right? So yeah, I mean, my job out there was very a grind. It was no messing around. So with that, I just stopped drinking as much as well. And that really led me on the right path of just feeling really, really good about myself. Yeah. So then you started to grow your account with Froyota Fitness. And what was the path from there to actually creating your own workouts? Yeah. So I was just doing it for fun. Like I said, just posting my transformation. And I think The best thing for me, I don't mean it in a negative way. I just never realized other people were there or other people were listening or following. I was just doing my thing. I was grinding at the gym. I was posting about it, posting when I was eating. And then like I was sitting on a plane one day. So fast forward, I lived in Scottsdale for three years. I moved back to Chicago and I was on a plane for work and I was answering like hundreds of DMs after DMs being like, you make me feel this. You inspire me. You motivate me. What do you eat in a day? Where did you buy that? And I was like, what are you doing, Mary Kate? Like, I was like, you have this like opportunity right in front of you and like you haven't done anything about it. Like you can help so many people. So I texted John, my boyfriend now, and I was like, hey, I'm going to like start a fitness program and I'm just going to see if like girls will do it. And he was like, okay, what are you talking about? He didn't understand like Instagram at the time. He's like, all right, go have fun. So long story short, I made a 12-week workout guide. I brought on five clients. I brought on a mom, a college girl, a woman in her 30s, and two other women. And I wanted to trial it on them first. 
So long story short, I keep saying that, but (laughs) they saw tremendous results with my program. So then I had validation that if I launched it to the world, that everybody would be successful with it if they put in the time and effort and followed the process. So in May of 2018, I finally opened up an LLC and launched my first 12-week guide, which was like a mixture of cardio and weight. So it was like cardio four to five days a week only like 30 minutes and then waits four to five days a week. And people just started coming. It was really crazy. Wow. Well, I'm not surprised that you are resonating with all those people. I feel like in the few minutes we've already talked, you have explained so many of the struggles and thoughts that would go through my head, especially with diet and fitness over the years. So you just have that personality. And I am not surprised that so many people found that to be so helpful. So Were you also doing coaching on any diet or nutrition at that time or was it just the guides? Yeah. So all the women that participated with me like one-on-one to trial the program, they all followed a macro-based diet as well. And I'm very, very all about balance, all about doing what feels good for you and your body, fueling your body in a way that works for you. So I did intensive calls with them every week, making sure that they were eating enough. I never go under a certain calorie amount and things like that. But the focus was more about like finding balance because a lot of them also struggled with things like, you know, just diet culture in general. Like I can't eat bread. And I'm like, yes, you can, sis. Go go get a loaf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't eat chocolate. And I'm like, well, you can because if you don't, you might go eat the whole bar at like three. So I'm just like all about like not restricting, not depriving. Yeah, we're all about that too. So we love to hear that. But I'm actually curious, and I think people listening might be curious. Can you explain a little bit more about what counting your macros is? Yeah, so it's basically, it's a budget for your body, essentially. So for me, when I did BBG, I lost a lot of weight, right? But I got very skinny from it because I wasn't fueling my body. One, with enough food. Two, I just wasn't eating from the right categories of food. I was not focusing on my protein. So like, of course, I wasn't going to build any muscle if I wasn't fueling my body properly. But then I started to research. I got so into just everything fitness that I would just stay up for hours researching different articles and things like that. And I discovered macros, which is all about balance and not restricting. Like you can incorporate your favorite foods into your diet without feeling like you're going to fall off type of thing. So basically, it's a breakdown of protein, carbs, and fats. And based on your body weight and like the foods that you like, you kind of set the parameters around that. But again, it's very open-ended. It's not this or that, you know? Yeah. So then do you adjust it based off like the activities you're doing as well? Yeah. So I basically like set an allot amount that I eat in a day and my numbers are super high. And it's not like something that if I go outside, then I'm like, oh my gosh, I ruined my day. Screw it. I'm going to go eat the entire pantry and start tomorrow. I'm just very not like an obsessive person with numbers because I think people think tracking or calorie counting is like very obsessive. I don't think it needs to be. It's more about like building a plate with a protein, carb, and a fat. So like right. day I eat something, I'm like, okay, I have fruit yogurt. That's my protein. I have a lot of fruit. Those are my carbs. I have granola in there. That's more carbs. I have almond butter because I really want healthy fat. That's just kind of how I build my meals. Yeah. And that's a really helpful plan, I think, for people who need to educate themselves more in nutrition, but also not slide into those fad diets that will then cause a lot of restriction or fear of food. So I like that that's a really balanced approach and that you preach no restriction. 
Yeah. And just all about living the life that you want. And I think people struggle with certain things with me. Like I personally just don't eat a lot of pizza, even though I'm from Chicago. People are like, why don't you eat pizza? I don't know. I'd rather go have an acai bowl. That's just like how I roll. But I'd also like eat a pint of ice cream over pizza. Everyone has their thing, right? So you just kind of got to find what works for you. Is that something that you feel like started once you started making these healthier changes with working out and listening to your body and everything? You said that you found that you were starting to crave salads and things like that, but were you always kind of eating healthier? Yeah, yes and no. So back to my OG days of weight loss, I went and like completely overhauled my diet where I was eating very, very well. But I was eating so well that it caused me to like binge eat because I was being so restrictive. I was very much so only eating egg whites, grapefruit, turkey, like very, very strict where it worked, of course, but then I was like really missing out. So now, and to answer your question, I was eating in a more balanced way where it was like more realistic. And since I was working out so much, I just naturally like didn't want to eat a cheeseburger and then go hit the gym, you know? <laughs> it just didn't really like, sound good together. Like I wouldn't feel my best if I like pre-gamed with a cheeseburger. So I think that's why I just naturally like crave healthier things. Right. And when you're working on fitness and nutrition, it's not focusing on just one of those aspects. You're shifting your whole lifestyle. So that all makes sense. Yeah. I'm curious actually to hear more about now how it's evolved. So we've seen obviously how your account has grown and you have this really great, amazing community, like kind of like a cult following that I feel like posts themselves doing your workout and they'll do live classes with you and everything. Are you still offering kind of like a coaching with nutrition as well? Or is it just the fitness coaching? Yeah. So obviously this year, everybody has had a major shift and people are just evolving and growing in ways that they never thought possible before. So for me, working full-time in another career as well, I always had my guides. I loved my guides, but I'm so happy that like now I get to have this killer community almost report to me every single day via Zoom in my living room. And I get to see their beautiful faces and like hear from them on a daily basis. Rather than with my guides, there was the community there, but it's so different now. Then we also do, I know people want nutrition aspect. So we do macro challenges, which are usually like eight to 12 weeks. And the girls that sign up for that, there's three different tiers. There's one tier where you check in with me every other week on a specific app. So all those girls are on one app and they get to chat each other all day long. And again, I'm very forward that I'm not a nutritionist. This is all coming from my own experience. And at the end of the day, again, going back to it, you always have to do what feels good for you and your body. But I've had hundreds of clients see amazing results mentally and physically through my programs. So yeah, it's super fun to just like really be able to help people and empower them and have them feel their best. And have you yeah. worked with a coach before? Did you really teach yourself everything you know about nutrition? Yeah, so I never worked with a coach before. I was a Division One athlete. So we did have a nutritionist. We did have personal coaches. But I quit playing volleyball after one year. But, you know, it's still my claim to fame. I'm like, okay, I had one year Division One under my belt. Yeah. <laughs> I just really through trial and error over the years have really taught myself and again through my own research and things like that. Would you ever be interested in becoming a nutritionist or dietitian? I'm like so, so interested. So I've like, obviously I'm exploring right now, like going to nutrition school or doing something on the side with that because I'm just so fascinated by it. 
again, your mind connection and your gut is so intertwined. And I'm someone who, like I said, when I started eating better, I just started feeling better and my entire world just changed. So I think food is so much fuel and I think it's more powerful than we think. Right. I totally agree. It's, it's kind of crazy. Like it changes the way you feel like so much. And Mia and I both, not to speak for you, Mia, but we both have a very similar mindset to you where we don't restrict ourselves and we actually do really love pizza. And so we'll go out and eat that. But like you said, when you're living an active, healthy lifestyle where you're working out a ton and you want to be like feeling good and awake and have energy, you don't really crave those things as much because you know, they're not going to make you feel good. Exactly. And like, again, John and I live together, like he always wants to do certain things or order things. And like, we have our specific foods that we like to enjoy together. And it's just all about balance. Yeah. Does he do the workouts with you? Oh, yeah. He's so into it. It's so fun. He doesn't like being on camera. (laughs) But like yesterday or Tuesday, he did our workout together on the Zoom. That's so fun. Yeah. He's lost 20 pounds since we started dating again. Wow. That's crazy. And you guys live together. So what is it like during the pandemic? What has it been like being kind of like confined to your apartment? It's been really, really good. We are like super respectful of each other's space. And I don't know about you guys, but we kind of had to go back to work like in the middle of the day. We'd be like, I miss you. (laughs) Well, I haven't had to go back into an office. So it's still just been me and my boyfriend every single day since March. (laughs) But I can't imagine how much this has affected your business because I have never streamed a workout in my house before. And now I stream a workout every single morning. So How has this pandemic affected you? I imagine people want the community as well as the amazing workouts. Yeah, no, it's been great. Obviously, like John didn't sign up for our living room to be an at-home studio or gym and neither did our neighbors below us, but (laughs) they are now playing opera music when we're working out. Just kidding, but they are. Have Uh, they ever said anything to you about it? No, they haven't. (laughs) But yeah, so obviously, again, our front living room has never looked the same. It's just a studio now. We don't even like bother putting the furniture back every night because it just doesn't make sense. But I think there's a silver lining for everyone in this time. And for me, it's been fitness and movement in this community. And it's unreal to me that I can connect with people from all over the world through one workout in my living room with no equipment. We have this killer community where we can also bring in people like you guys or like someone who can lead a manifestation workshop or a meditation or a yoga flow. And these women feel like they're really, they are a part of something they are, but there's so many resources out there right now. And I think it's really cool to like watch everybody come together during this time and like make it fun. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's so cool. And I feel like it's really been crazy to see kind of, because at first it was like, everyone's figuring it out. Everyone's figuring out how to work out from home. Like all the instructors were figuring out how to lead workouts from home. And a lot of it was like Instagram live. But then with all of the Zoom options, it's amazing. Like you said, to be able to actually see other people working out. Like I love doing those classes. I love doing the streaming ones as well, but I love doing ones where you can see everyone else in the class with you and feel like you're actually like a part of something. Right? Like you're like legit in the studio. Yeah. Have you seen your following actually grow a lot or have you just seen them like showing up more for workouts? Yeah. So definitely during the spike of everything, like I grew like by thousands, which is awesome. And I think that was just obviously people had a need, right? So they were like, well, 
this girl's leading workouts. I'm going to show up for her. And then I did a good job of like partnering up with like my favorite brands to go on their pages and things like that. So it's been awesome. Obviously, you always want to keep growing, but you always want to just be serving the people that are there too. So I try not to get so fixated on the numbers because you don't need a big pond. You need a small active pond, right? Right. And you've built such an amazing community. Like I see everyone sharing their sweaty selfies all day, every day. But what has that been like for you to even grow with such a big social media presence? Do you respond to DMs all the time? Or like, what is it like being on camera so much now? Yeah, people will tell you I do not let a DM slip away. I am like very immediate gratification type of human. If I see a DM, like I have to respond. It's a good thing and a bad thing, like because I'm someone that I can't have things like lingering up here. I'm like, oh, I got to get back to that girl who messaged me about where my robe was from. (laughs) So yeah, I think, you know, there's always balance. I try to put my phone down at like a certain hour. And I've never had issues being on camera. It sounds really goofy. But as a kid, I was always filming myself doing things like being goofy at the grocery store or cooking recipes at home. I was always on camera. So my girlfriends and I were laughing last week because we were on a trip together. And I'm like, obviously storing and stuff. And they're like, you are thriving with the camera in your face. But like, it's so normal to me that it's like bizarre. Yeah. And that's probably why people find you so authentic and relatable because you're really just doing what comes naturally to you. You're not forcing it. And like you said, you're not focusing on trying so hard to build your following. You're you're focusing on showing up for the people who are there. And that's what keeps people coming back. Yeah, I think a lot of people just get so fixated on like, oh, I need this amount of followers or I got to be with this brand. And like I said earlier, I think it's been helping me to a fault that like, I just didn't realize what was going on. Like I never knew like the follow for follow or that hashtags were a thing. I was just sharing my story and being vulnerable and people related to that. And they felt like they knew me because they were experiencing it themselves, you know? I mean, you are so relatable. Like every post you write about is so relatable, but you're thriving in your job. It's what you seem to be really called to do. But what is the most challenging part of running your business and having the presence that you do? Yeah, I think the most challenging thing is like you always want to make sure you're serving people. I always am very cognizant of that. Like I want to make sure I'm helping people and giving them what they need and they want. So I think just always trying to be creative and make sure you're consistent with your content. Like for me, for instance, the last couple of days, I like ran my analytics and saw like the most saves, follows and shares are of workouts. And I'm like, okay, Mary-Kate, like do more workouts. It's probably telling you what to do, you know? So I think it's really easy to kind of stray and be like, oh, maybe I should share this and that. But like, you really got to be consistent and like stick to what you know and stay in your lane and stick to what you're good at. And for me, that's movement. Yeah, that's such good advice. And then you know that you're giving the people what they want. And it's not like you're just trying to go like a million different directions. Yeah, I think you got to like hone in on like a couple good things that are true to you and like true to your brand and really focus on sharing that because people are coming to you for a reason. And you got to like understand your why and always go back to that. Yeah. Where do you see Movement by MK going next? Yeah, girls, get ready for it. (laughs) We are going. So I have a big call tomorrow that will like set the stage for the next couple months. But you're going to be able to sweat with me anywhere, anytime, on demand. So that's going to be awesome. So we'll have like a whole on-demand platform. 
I'm still going to do the Zooms. They're not going anywhere because I know so many people need that like in-time motivation, get my ass out of bed, get me there. But then there's those people who are like moms or teachers that cannot work out at a certain time. So yeah, that's definitely where it's going to go. And then we're going to get in some booty bands, some yoga mats, like a whole like goodie box that girls can get when they sign up, kind of like whole movement package. That's, that's going to so be amazing. Exciting. A digital studio is amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, it's legit. Just going to be a digital studio. <laughs> that's so cool. I feel like that's going to be huge just for people who, like you said, really need that flexibility of like working out any time of day. Yeah, it's really interesting. And like, I don't know about you gals, because I know you guys are doing like a lot of different workouts, but I'm amazed at how many people actually just want recordings. So I'll be very honest with you guys. I was not the last person ever in my life. I've always just gone and done my own programs like from other people or whatever. And people were like, yeah, we just like want recordings. Like I do the same workout of yours on repeat like once a week. And I'm like, what? (laughs) No, like I didn't know that like was a thing. So yeah, I love a community aspect, like loved going to classes and I love doing live workouts now, but I am that type of person too that doesn't like to have to be somewhere at a specific time. Even if somewhere is my living room at 8 a.m., I like still need the flexibility to start at 8.30. So I love a digital studio. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of crazy to like understand what other people want. And like you said, the challenge there is I have to like get out of my own head and be like, well, what do your people want? Not what would be good for you. Yeah, for me, it depends. I feel like if it's something like an Instagram live where I can't even see anyone else in the class, then there's no point for me because even if I did the recording, I would still feel like the instructor was there with me. But if it's something like what you do with the Zoom and you can see everyone, then that's super cool. I feel like you're going to be in such a great boat having both of those things, like being able to have that crew that will show up day after day for the Zoom, but then the other people that can get it on demand. Yeah. It's going to be super fun. And then the guides will obviously still be around. Yeah. What is your advice though, for people who really, some people like Mia said, Mia is thriving during quarantine and has been working out more than ever and streaming all her workouts, but some people are really lacking motivation. They don't know what to do. Would you say to sign up for a live class or what do you think would be some advice? Yeah, I think it is hard, right? It's not easy to show up every single day and be consistent and put in the time. So I think if you're struggling with motivation, like set multiple alarms. And I think like sign up for a class that's going to be like, okay, you got to get your ass here at this time. You got to get out of bed. And then wake up and look forward to something. So for me, like I wake up every single day at 5.15, even though my class is at 7. I want my cup of coffee in 45 minutes by myself. No one touching me, no one talking to me, no one texting me. I just want that time and I look forward to it every single night. And then I'm like, oh, I crushed my coffee. Now I'm going to crush my workout. So I think it's finding something that makes you feel good in the morning so you're not associating like the morning with, oh, it sucks, you know? <laughs> That's so true. I feel like anytime I don't have something to look forward to or I don't have that like positive mindset, those are the days I'm snoozing my alarm, get out of bed so late and have no time before I have to start my job. So it's amazing to just have a few minutes to set aside first. So I love that morning routine. Yeah, you kind of just like set the tone for your day. And I don't know about you guys either, but during quarantine, like I've been trying to do like little things that I never did before. Like every single day I make my bed now. I never made my bed growing up. You didn't? (laughs) 
No, I mean, my mom will kill me for saying that. But no, I didn't. But yeah, like now I can make my bed. I run to my coffee machine. It's already loaded. So I just press it on. I make my miso at home. And then, yeah, I just get after the day. Oh, you make your miso at home. I thought you were getting it at Starbucks every day. Well, I was, but now I mastered it at home. I got this machine called the Mocha Master. It is $350, but when you're spending 5 to $10 at Starbucks every single day, seven days a week, it really adds up. I was spending like $2,000 on Starbucks a year, which is pathetic. Sponsor me, please. But, <laughs> yeah, so it's awesome. It's actually on sale at Nordstrom right now. I don't know what it is about the machine, but it makes a perfect miso. And you got to use silk to froth it, and then you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to find the milk that froths. I know. I didn't know that was a thing either. Like some milk don't froth. I know. I've run into that over quarantine too with my Nespresso frother. I'm doing like all these tests on milks just don't froth. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going crazy. I was like, John, I don't know what's going on, but like when we get this milk, it doesn't froth versus this one. But yeah, it's been, uh, you know, quarantine our life, you guys. This is the high of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're a coffee before workout girl? Yes, I never understood that girl that was on the Stairmaster with the Starbucks, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but I have become that girl to just like get my morning coffee in with enough time. Yeah. Well, you have such a busy life and now you wake up at 5.15, you do your amazing workout on Zoom, then you have a full-time job, plus all of this behind the scenes of building your whole digital studio and brand. So when do you find time to just chill out? <laughs> It's funny. I'm just like not chill. Like I have no chill. Um, <laughs> my chill though, like people like will want to like a movie. My chill is I like silence. It sounds creepy. But like I just want to be on my phone, like looking up recipes or like my dream home with like no one talking to me. <laughs> so that's like my type of chill or decompressing. And yeah, and like I listen to like a lot of podcasts like that really helps me like chill out. Yeah. And what are some of your favorite places to go in Chicago? Do you guys eat out or get takeout a lot or do you cook a lot? Yeah. So we definitely cook like five days a week and then we'll order out. I love Mediterranean food. So we'll order like ABBA or Ema or something like that. And then obviously I love like Real Good Juice Co., which you know. And then just like anywhere like sweet green, that's so typical. But yeah, I feel like from the restaurant scene, it's been so different. Love Mercadito, which is like tacos. Oh, I do too. Oh my God, I loved it there. And for Mediterranean food, what was that place? Um, Gallet? Have you ever been there? I haven't. It was in Lincoln Park. It was so good. It's like this tiny little Mediterranean restaurant and you can like eat at the bar. It was super hard to get reservations, but it was so good. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I like love anything like a good Greek salad. All the feta, please give me mm-hmm. It's the best. <laughs> have you been cooking more since covid Yeah, I think like, obviously, you could probably really like living with your boyfriend. It's like the spicy part of the night. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We've already had 10 loaves of banana bread. But (laughs) the beginning weeks, like everybody was making banana bread. It was like so weird. Yes. Yeah, we've been cooking a lot. Like, I think it's just something fun for us to do. And we love having like Taco Tuesday. We do like a lot of burrito bowls, lots of Mediterranean bowls, anything that you can put like meat, rice and vegetables in. That's yeah, I love a bowl. Too. A good bowl. I kind of wondered about the banana bread thing. It was really weird, but I kind of wonder if people were making it more or if it was just like people had time to post about it more. I don't know. It was strange. Banana bread like took the world by storm. 
literally took the world to my storm. It was like insane. Like obviously you guys know Sari. Like I made a bread recipe like 10 times. She does have the best recipes. I want to hear actually a little bit more about that. So how you've met people through Instagram. Yeah. So back to like what I said in the beginning is when I first started this, again, not in a rude way. I was just so busy. I like didn't understand like the platform like that you were supposed to like connect with other people. <laughs> I just like I said, I was just like doing my workouts and like doing that. Like I didn't know what was in my hands. But when I moved back to Chicago, I moved back to Chicago when I was 27. I was like, okay, I really want to like connect with people in this space. So similar to like what you did, how you found me, I put in like Chicago blogger and like my friend Morgan came up, but I'm done. And like, obviously a couple other gals. And so I just like creepishly messaged them. I was like, Hey, like I just moved back here. I'm really into fitness and wellness. Would love to like meet up for coffee. And you know, everyone is very similar in this space. Like meeting for coffee is like a high. It's like, yeah, let's do it. Like get my groceries and do a workout class and go get coffee. So like Morgan and I met and then like her and I just started doing like conjoined events together. And then like we met more people and then we met more people. And then Sari, when she moved here, it was so funny. She started commenting on all my pictures and following me and I will admit, I don't follow that many people. Again, not a rude thing. It's just something that if it interests me, I'll follow. So I was like, who is this girl like coming in all my stuff? And then I started following her because she obviously got my attention, which again, I didn't know you were supposed to like comment on people's stuff. And <laughs> like reached out to me. She's like, yeah, I just moved here from Detroit. Would love to like hang. And I was like, cool, this girl's doing exactly what I did. And then we just really became really good friends because again, our interests were just so aligned. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I feel like it kind of feels like using Instagram as like a dating app, but for friends. Yeah, it's like Bumble BFF. I don't know if you guys ever done that. Someone was just talking about that to me the other day about how they were trying Bumble BFF. Yeah, two girls came to my event and they met on Bumble BFF. And like, then they became really good friends. I was like, that's super cool. Yeah, but that's yeah. amazing that you've been able to meet so many close friends through Instagram and you and Morgan and Sari are now like true in real life friends. Yeah. It's also great that you have this community of people who have a very similar life as you, like very present on Instagram, like running your own businesses, running your own blogs. Do you have friends that were like from college or growing up and now they're like, do we fit into your influencer world? Yeah, they, they are so supportive. And I'm one of those ladies that really lucked out with my true diehard friends. Some of my best friends are still from when I was 14 in high school and throughout college, and they've been nothing but supportive. Because I know that's not always the same thing with people. People are like, you've changed. You're different. You think you're cool. You're this. But luckily, my girlfriends have been so, so supportive. Like even yesterday, my friend, I had to shoot something for a brand. And like she did it for me. I was like, can you help me? And they just really know how happy I am. And they know like what I'm doing is really good for other people. So luckily, they've been really supportive. Of course, you will have those moments where people don't understand the business where they're like, you're always on your phone or you're never really present. That's very difficult because I can't turn it off. Yeah, exactly. It's part of your job. So it's hard if you have friends who don't understand. Yeah. So it's like so nice to hear you guys too. Like you guys have so many things in common and like you guys have grown together over your twenties and stuff like that. It's so nice. Yeah, I totally feel what you're saying, though. I can definitely get the you're always on your phone. And I really try not to be on my phone unless it's doing something that we're doing for mostly balanced or something that I'm doing for work or something like that. So it's just part of the job and choosing to be in that space. 
Yeah, exactly. Would you ever consider leaving your full-time job to pursue this brand entirely? Yeah, I am definitely going to leave. There is a date set on the calendar. There are some things that need to unfold. And I'm a firm believer there's no perfect time. There's no perfect time to leap. I just have to do it. That's amazing. I can't wait. That's so awesome and exciting for you. Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, I feel like we could talk to you forever about what you do, but we always like to close with a few rapid fire questions to learn a little bit about you outside of your career. So... Mia, why don't you kick it off? Yeah. So you've talked a lot about John and how he's great in adapting to your workout studio. But what is one must-have quality in a significant other for you? Mm, they have to be funny. As much as like everyone I'm like, oh, they have to be hot. But <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of the only people that can like really make me laugh. And he's a very good listener. It's insane. People don't really listen to people. He really listens. He is fully engaged. That's amazing. It's very rare to find someone who actually listens to you. Yeah, you'll be amazed. I feel how people open up if you actually listen to them because they're not used to being listened to. Mm -hmm. How did you guys meet? So we met in high school. I'm a cougar and I saw him (laughs) in the hallways. and I was like, that kid's hot as fuck. I'm sorry for my language. (laughs) I like ran home that day and I was like, mom, I saw the hottest kid at school. And she's like, oh, it must be a Hugelay. And so it was like our families have like a long history. Long story short, I basically like stalked him, but I was like too scared to say hello. And then he like walked up to my locker and then we started like dating the next day. (laughs) You said you're a cougar. How much younger is he than you? (laughs) A year and a half. Oh. Yeah, but I definitely like put the full court press on him. And then, yeah, we broke up for a couple of years. I had like another really serious relationship for three years. And then we rekindled the flame. Wow. So how long have you been back together? Back together three years in February. Wow, that's amazing. We took a good like five year break. So Sometimes you need a break. Yeah, you know, it's pretty crazy, but it all worked out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, it always does. Okay, so what is one food you can't live without? Ice cream, for sure. What flavor? Yo, I am obsessed with ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love it too. What is your favorite method of self-care? Mine is personally movement. And again, I know that looks different for everybody. I just, I really am a firm believer that like movement is medicine. And even if it's just like a walk around the block with like my Foxtrot coffee or my miso, that makes me so happy. Or like a 15 minute yoga flow. It doesn't have to be a million burpees. Just like moving my body in a way that feels good. Yeah. I love that. Now that I've been working out a lot more in quarantine and working out at home, it truly does. I can see how much it impacts my mood and maybe why I've been so happy. (laughs) Yeah. You look like you're thriving. You're glowing. (laughs) let's close with some advice so what advice would you give to your younger self I would just tell myself that you are powerful you're capable you are in control of so much despite all the distractions that you come across or all the things that your mind might be telling you that you're capable of if you go after whatever you want in this life and you work hard and you're consistent and you're brave and you take leaps that you're able to accomplish anything you want that's amazing advice I think, you know, so many times we self-limit ourselves or we victimize ourselves that I'm not good enough. I wasn't meant for this or 
we just tell ourselves all these negative things. And if you shift the conversation internally, you can change so much. And then it translates externally to make you your most powerful self. Yeah. Sometimes people don't even realize all the negative things they say to themselves throughout the day. Yeah. Like even today, a girl was like, Hey, did you send out the class? And I was like, yeah, I did check your spam. And then she's like, Oh yeah. Wow. You you did send it. I'm an idiot. And I was like, no, you're not an idiot. You just asked me a question and it happened so that I already did something. And then you saw it. That doesn't make you an idiot. But we're be like, I suck. I'm the worst. I did this wrong. Where it's like, okay, just be a little bit gentle. Yeah, it's so true. And you're so quick to always say, oh, I'm sorry, or like things like that when you don't need to apologize. Do you do any journaling or affirmations for shifting that talk from negative to positive? I write down like a lot of goals. I need to be better about doing like more meditations and slowing down, but it's more about like goals that I set for myself monthly. Yeah, that's really helpful. And I feel like everyone could benefit from just setting those small goals and just being more cognizant of that negative self-talk. Yeah. And again, like, I think because of like, the things that I write on my post sometimes are so deep, it's like therapeutic and journaling for me. When John's like, well, you could just journal to yourself. Like you don't have to journal to the world. But I think it is like a form of therapy, like getting things off my chest in a post. Yeah. And it helps so many people. Like when you post those things, I'm sure it's changing the mindset of whoever's reading it. Well, I appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah, I think we felt that way too when we started recording solo episodes focused more on relationship and dating advice. At the end of it, we were kind of like, oh my gosh, wow, we really needed to talk about those things. So it can be cool to do it on a public platform where you know other people are going to benefit from it as well. Yeah, I agree with that. So can you tell everyone listening where to find you? Yeah, so you guys can find me on my Instagram. It's movement by MK. Or you can find me on movementbymk.com. It feels so weird to say that. Yeah, it's so exciting. And soon your digital platform. Yeah, soon on-demand workouts anywhere, anytime. Yeah, so everyone needs to go follow Mary-Kate and get all of these amazing workout guides, positivity to your phone every day. So thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. I love chatting with you. And it was so good to connect. Thank you. We loved having you. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at mostly underscore balance. And if you enjoyed the episode, please don't hesitate to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. And we'll see you back next week with another great episode.